Relying on the Holy Spirit is something that has been an earmark of Elam Bible Institute and now Elam Bible Institute in college for almost 100 years. And, uh, and I'm going to talk with you about a little something today I believe that can um, help you and strengthen you. In Acts in chapter 1, verses 4 through 8, it says this. It says, Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about, the gift the Father has promised. Well, John baptized you in water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Every time uh, uh, they were gathered together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is it now the time for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He answered, the Father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that he has prepared by his own authority. But I promise you this, I promise you this, he says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized. You will be grabbed. You will be gripped with power. Would you say that word with me? Power. One more time. Come on. Power. Just the word alone has some really cool connotations to it. You will be my messengers to Jerusalem and throughout Judea and the uh, district provinces and, and the remotest parts of the earth. So Jesus was, was laser-focused with his disciples on this whole second experience uh, that believers he knew were going to need throughout their lives. The first and most important is, of course, our salvation through Jesus Christ, coming to the Lord and um, the redemption that he has for us. His death, his burial, and his resurrection brought them redemption. It brought them salvation. But the baptism in the Holy Spirit would provide for them this power, this dunamis, as you were, the Greek word, to combat Satan's plan to destroy and to weaken God's purposes in their lives and consequently weaken the message and the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what did this dunamos provide? What was it that he was warning them to wait for? Why was Jesus so centered on them getting this power? Why was it so important for Jesus to put all of this emphasis on this gift and this term that he called the baptism and the Holy Spirit. Well, let me tell you. In Luke in chapter 10, Jesus is sending 72 of his disciples. He's going out before him to be able to share this whole message. And this message kind of con con condensed was the kingdom of God is coming near to you. The kingdom of God is coming near to you. And also he said, heal the sick. But here was the caveat. It was with a caveat, with a, with a warning. It was with this message. The 72 said when they, when they preached the gospel, when they talked about the kingdom, they didn't quite understand at all. Jesus kind of gave them this, this, Jesus gave them, I believe, this power to go out and do it because the Holy Spirit hadn't fall, fallen at that particular time. But they came back, and the main emphasis that they had to say was, even the demons submit to us in your name. Not necessarily the message, but even the demons submit to us in your name. <laughs> so 
Jesus in verses 19 and 20, it's almost, I, I'm just kind of paraphrasing. I'm, I'm taking a little liberty here, but it was almost like Jesus is saying, so guys, you saw some demons submitting to you in my name? Let me tell you a story, a really quick story. And that story is, I saw Satan fall like lightning out of heaven. Me and my father kicked him right out in the third of the angels. So it's pretty cool that you hear the, you know, you kind of, the demons are submitted to my name. But we were there when we booted him out. I've given you authority to trample over snakes and scorpions and to overcome the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, don't rejoice that the spirits are submitted to you. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven. That's the most important thing. That's the message that we have for a lost society. God longs for you to have your name in heaven so that you can rejoice rather than just kind of doing your own thing and losing it. So he was saying, um, don't just rejoice over that. Rejoice over that, you know, the names are written in heaven because that's what Jesus wanted from them to do. That was the commission that he was giving them. He gave them kind of like, he gave them kind of like a taste, if you were, a taste of what was coming to them. This whole power of the Holy Spirit wasn't, hadn't fallen, but he was giving them a taste of it. He said, you're going to see victories, and you're going to see all these wonderful and mighty things on your journey. But listen, listen. He said, listen. The snakes and the scorpions and the enemy, they're still out there. All of them are. And you need to be ready to combat each and every one of them. You need to do that, and the way you need to do that is to be empowered. The way you're empowered is you're baptized into the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a part of them that's probably going, oh, wow, that's really great. I can't wait. That's going to be wonderful. How's that going to happen? What's going on? They didn't quite, I don't believe, comprehend what was going on. They didn't really comprehend what was going on. Even the demons are submitted to us, and your name is just awesome, Lord. Just, just yeah, well, just, just fantastic. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you're going out to battle uh, and you need the most powerful weapon made by man to both protect you and also to get the job done. You don't want something inferior. You want the best of the best of the best to take care of all that you need to take care of and to get the job done. That is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. That is the empowerment that Jesus was trying to share with them. And again, oh, even the demons. Jesus gave them that. Just gave it to them when they went out so they can do those things. Kind of fast forward now. You're in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Wait for the gift of uh, uh, my father had promised. Wait for the gift that was promised to you. Why? Because you shall receive power once the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all over the world, just like all of us. You got to wait for it. How many of you like waiting for gifts? How many of you uh, during Christmas time, maybe when, you're, maybe when you're just a little kid, all right, because you're all grown up now and it's not really about the gifts, is it? Really, mom and dad? 
I'm 18 years old now. I don't need gifts. All I need is your smile. Yeah, you know not. <laughs> but when you were a little kid, you had to wait for it. You're going to wait for you. My birthday is Thursday. I'm, I, I think, Mom, I think they, have some, they have some packages for me. I, look, you guys can't hardly wait for the UPS truck to pull up here and the Amazon truck to pull up here. You know, you, you, I mean, they, they must pull up three, four, five times a day coming in this college. Not just you guys, all the people that live around here, too, in this, on, the, on the campus. You got to wait. You got to wait. You know, we go, we're going someplace. Uh, we got to wait. When you get married, and you got to wait for your wife, or your, your wife has to wait for the husband. <laughs> Honey, it's, come on, you're going to go. You gotta, how, many, how many by nature, let's be honest here for a moment, how many by nature, you're kind of late often? Three people, you got to be kidding me. How many have a tendency to kind of, it's not your fault. You, you know, you really, it's not, it's not your problem. Just circumstances happen. None of it's your problem. But you kind of tend to be a little late at things. Yeah, yeah, okay. And how many of you have ever had anybody say, man, I had to wait for you like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Where you been? Well, it wasn't my fault. It's like I got to, you know. I got this cheap Timex, man, and it just, uh, well, you don't even use this anymore. You got a cell phone. How many of you actually wear watches in here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I believe it's all men. <laughs> okay, we got a lady back there. Where, and they got another lady back there. Because most of you, now how many of you like, like to wear watches, but it's just not liking to wear watches? You like watches. You like all kinds of different watches. You love colors. You like bling watches. You like everything. You like the iWatch? Wouldn't it be cool if we gave away an an iWatch uh, and admissions for somebody who brings at least three students? Like a $600 iWatch? Would you like that? Bring us three, four students and you got it. Brother Guy's going to pay for it. (laughs) he would said you got to wait Jesus is saying you got to wait you got to wait for this promise you got to wait for this pledge so it has to be filled with the Holy Spirit this old dunamis thing why because you're going to need it young men and women listen to me you are absolutely going to need it what's this whole promise that he was talking about a promise the promise of the father in acts 1 really he's talking about Joel chapter 2 verses 28 through 32 that's the promise that he's talking about and afterwards i will pour out my spirit on all people and your sons and your daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams the young men will see visions even on my servants both men and women i will pour out my spirit in those days I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of that great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, everyone will be saved. Every single person. From Mount Zion to Jerusalem, there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors 
whom the Lord calls. Listen, young brothers and sisters, listen to me. This power that Jesus was talking about, this is what you are going to need out there when you leave in here. You're going to need it because the world is not your friend. I'm not preach. I'm not a. I'm not a doomy type of preacher. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you are going to serve God, it's going to get a little tough for you. It really is. And uh, to proclaim the name of the Lord and to share Him, you're going to need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. For those of you who have not, for those of you who are, you're going to have to use it because you're going to need this power, this influence that God is giving each and every one of us. It happened on Saturday uh, morning. There was a number of people who were filled with the Holy Spirit and others who have been filled with the Holy Spirit and kind of got a recharging and just kind of by faith was stepping out again in all of that. This is the thing that's going to protect you from all of those scorpions and all of those snakes and the enemy and all that he wants to do because it's going to, it's going to affect you outside and it's going to affect you inside. In other words, you have stuff that you deal with and you think about and you go through in your mind. And the enemy taunts you and he, he tries to play with your mind and he tries to do everything he possibly can to deter you and make it all about you. I've got all these problems and you know, I don't have time to really think about what needs to be. He wants to intimidate and hamper you from the call that God has placed on your life. It's going to try to mess with you inside and it's going to be outside as well. If you dare to preach the gospel, if you dare to share the Lord, there's going to be people who are going to come against you. We live in a different day. I'm not here to scare you. We live in a different day. I've never seen anything like this in my life, where they've really attacked people who are sharing the Lord. Um, uh, intimidate, stream in the churches those who are pro-life and throw paint all over them, and they're dressed in crazy clothes, or they paint all the outside of the church. Or if you dare to proclaim the name of the Lord, they're doing everything they can to try to hamper you from doing that. Taking equipment and, uh, and throwing it into the water if you're out there worshiping the Lord and, and preaching. I've seen it. There's take it, and there's a, there's a creek by there just throwing it. There's a river. They throw it all in there, and they try to intimidate. I've never seen anything like that. Not in this country. And I think we're in for a mighty, mighty move of God. I think we're going to see an influx of people come to Christ. And I also see, I think we're going to have a, have, a, have a difficult time in doing it. But it's all right. You know why? Because Jesus is with you. And nothing's going to harm you, he said. Wait for the Holy Spirit in your life. So why was Jesus centering on all of this and telling these guys to wait? And telling them they need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, this whole dunamis thing? I shared this on Saturday evening, no, Saturday morning, but I want to share it one more time, just very quickly, what dunamis means. This literally means this in the Greek. This is what that word power means. This is what the promise was all about, was talked about in Joel, and was brought out again in Acts chapter 1. This is what it says. It means powerful supernatural ability. How many believe in the supernatural? is power. You will be endowed with a supernatural ability to be able to perform, literally it says, miracles. 
that miracle might be, I, I saw a video of a guy who came in. There, there was this, uh, some street evangelists, and they had some guys worshiping the Lord. May have been like 8, 10, 12 of them around and, uh, in, in, in these, in this, uh, just kind of sharing the Lord and doing things. And this, this guy comes. They, they had attracted a crowd, and this guy comes in and starts screaming and yelling at them and cursing at them and, and, and doing everything he could to disrupt the whole service. And a lot of people just would have, you know, we've got to go to another street. We've got to kind of move out of here. The guy was in this preacher's face just ripping and spitting all over him and almost hitting him. He didn't touch him, but he was just really violent. And this guy just stayed with his microphone, a young, young fellow. I'd, I'd say young fellow. He's probably in his 20s, early 20s. And he just began to just talk with him and talk calm and just use the name of Jesus. We're just talking about Jesus. We're talking about love. We're talking about what God can do to you. We're talking about, oh, we're just talking about how, how the Lord wants to set people free. And the guy's screaming, and I'm sold before my very eyes. I don't know whether anybody else saw this. The more the guy talked, the more he shared, the more he was calm, and he was anointed of the Holy Spirit. And this guy calmed right down. After about a minute or so, he calmed down, and he just went down a decibel, went down a decibel, until finally the guy's sharing Jesus with him. And the guy's, his head is hung down like this, and, and the preacher just held him in his arms and was praying for him. And the guy gave his life to Jesus right there. I mean... Most of us would have just went, all right, I mean, I don't, I don't want to bug you, man. I'll just go someplace else. I don't want you to sit there and cause a big disruption. This guy was anointing of the Holy Spirit. A miracle happened before my very eyes. That's what can happen. It means power and resources belonging to riches and wealth. Philippians chapter 4, verse 9, and my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Power and resources arising from numbers Power consisting of armies and, and, and forces and hosts. You have angels around you. They're going to protect you. Big angels. Muscular angels. Angels with big swords and mighty power from God. You won't see them because they're in the heavenly realms. And God is protecting you. Do not be fearful. Jesus was saying, you got to wait for this now because once you go out there, you won't see half of what's going on because the war is being taken care of in the heavenlies. But I'm with you. What they had access to, those men and women of God back then, the power of the Holy Spirit, you have access to as well. The same exact gift, the same power that they had, you have access to. That'll set you on fire. They tear down all the strongholds. Why? Because we, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2. We struggle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in all the heavenly places. That's where the snakes are. That's where the scorpions are. That's where the enemy is. That is what's being played out in our country today. So when we fight, like this guy, I mean, it just so encouraged me. We just stop and we go, I know I'm going to go out there to the wolves. It's going to be a rough time. But I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And there's nothing that I cannot accomplish if Christ is with me. That's the reason you're here, to make a difference in this world, whether it's this country or it's elsewhere. So use your prayer language if you have it. 
It's very important. Pray in the Spirit and worship in the Spirit and move in the Spirit and live in the Spirit because you're going to need to and God's going to be with you. Listen, I don't, I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be fooled. I'm not saying this is, I'm not, what I'm about to say, I'm not saying that I know this for sure because I don't, but it's, I, I sense it, and I'm not the only one that senses it. So it's just, it's a hypothesis. I'm not sure. Listen, I believe these are the days of Elijah. And the days of Elijah were days of judgment in First and Second Kings. I do believe it. I believe if you look at the structure of what we're going through and the temperature of what's going on in our nation, something is happening. And it's becoming so perverse and so wrong that God isn't going to tolerate it for long. At the same time, he longs for people to be brought to him like it was even then, go out and share the message of the kingdom. Elijah's days were not just uh, days of miracles, although there were miracles miracles in Elijah's day. He, he prophesied there would be a drought, and then he prophesied that it would rain, and then uh, he raises the widow's son from the dead, and then he brings down fire on wood. It was filled with water and everything else. He divides the, the Jordan with his cloak. He smacks the thing, and the Jordan splits in half. He gets caught up in a fiery whirlwind. I mean, there were miracles before Elijah. But there were also days of a nation that had turned themselves away from God. Hear me. Hear me, young men and women. Listen. Israel, during this time of Elijah, Israel was turning themselves from God. Look here. Israel had turned itself against itself. Therefore, it was even at war with its own self. Eating themselves away, and the foundation that God had given them. Sin was rampant in Israel at this time, and they were actually warring against their own selves and their own tradition. Um, Israel once knew God, but now they're turning from God. Israel was driving God out of their own culture. Listen, if it's not similar. Doing everything to say, forget Moses, forget Abraham, forget it all. We want to do what we want to do. I don't want all this stuff and can't, you can't do's and all this. Forget all about it. Let's move God out of the culture. Let's get rid of him. Israel was bringing in gods and idols to worship. Endless idols and worship to worship. Endless idols and gods of every kind you can possibly think of. Began to call themselves, they would say, evil is good and good is evil. Uh, what's wrong is right, and what's right is wrong. And I will do what I want to do. We don't have to have barriers of any kind. It's not important. They celebrated what was profane. They celebrated what was immoral. And they celebrated what was unnatural. That was Israel in that day. They even put their, some of their own children on the altars to be sacrificed and killed. That is how far... Israel had moved from God. Young brothers and sisters, there was only two civilizations. In all of human history, only two civilizations that were solely founded upon the 
per, the, the principles and the, and the purposes of God. Only two in all of human history. And the first was the nation called Israel, and the second was America. Hear me. America was found by Puritans to be a city on a hill, to be a civilization that was exalted and, and longed to exalt the things of God. It was founded on the pattern of ancient Israel to be a new world, a brand new kind of Israel. But as Israel was falling from God and fell from God and moved from God, we need to know today that so is America. I'm not here to get up. This isn't a political statement. I'm just giving you fact, giving you biblical fact. As Israel has moved, so has America. We've driven out God from Republic Squares, we can't even talk about him. There are a lot of people talking about him, but not without persecution. I've never seen that in this country before. And I'm of the hippie generation, late 60s, early 70s. We did crazy stuff. But in, in some degrees, it's like we're choir boys and girls in comparison to what's happening today. You got, you got a task ahead of you. But you have the power of the Holy Spirit. The same power of the Holy Spirit. Come on. We have the same power of the Holy Spirit. The same power that they had, we have. The same power of every movement of God, you have access to yourself. Amen, brother. They, uh, we have uh, moved God out of our culture. I don't want him. Let's not talk about him. Uh, we'll move him out of our schools, move him out of the, mis- uh, the uh, municipality buildings. Let's move him out of government. Let's move him, move him out of the military. Let's move him, move him out of everywhere. Let's just eradicate God. Let's take him off the money. Let's do everything we can to eradicate him. Why? Because he sets up standards that we can, can't do certain things and do do certain things and all of this, but I want to do what I want to do. Don't get mad at those people. Jesus loves them. They're just lost. Just like this, this guy was talking about a moment ago. We brought in other gods to serve. We brought in the gods of money. We brought in the gods of immorality. We brought in the gods of self-pleasure, of every kind you can possibly think. It doesn't a multiple array of things. We worship YouTube people and listen to them, and they get millions of hits, movie stars and rock bands, and I don't care what all you know, anybody you can think of. It's we all these various gods. I'm not saying that, you know. Can't listen to music and all that stuff. I'm just saying that it takes priority often above God. We too are calling evil good and good evil. And Israel offered up thousands of children on the altars to be slaughtered. And America has offered up millions to the tune of over 63 million unborn children since Roe Roe v. Wade uh, Wade was was made legal in 1973 on the altars of self. We become a nation at war against our very foundation. And it looks and it feels like the days of Elijah, the days of judgment, which makes what you are doing so Incredibly important. So for those of you who desire a reversal of all of this, and those of you who desire to really see the things of God come alive, that people would hear about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, then you need to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. 
when we came off of this weekend, things were going, I heard that, I mean, I'm the testimonies are now, we're hearing them all over the school. All these wonderful testimonies that happened on Saturday night, and I was just in awe, just in awe. We, I thought I was just going to have a couple. Next thing I know, it just took off, and I'm going, oh, God, this is wonderful. God met so very, very many of you. And I want to let you know that it, by praying and apprehending God and a desire for righteousness, God's going to bring us revival. And that's what it takes, prayer. you got to believe God's going to be bringing us a visitation. you got to believe it. You got to believe it. You got to be part of it. You got to pray about it. You got to trust God. You got to move in it. And you've got to see God move. And you'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's part of what God wants to do in your life. God's raising up an army of young men and women to be able to minister to the lost and to the self absorbed and, and the self seeking and the godless, all of those people, and the immoral in this generation. It's, it's interesting. Matthew, I don't know whether I had this or not. Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8 says this. It says, go to the lost. Okay, I do. Go to the lost, the confused people, right here in your own neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom is here. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchable. Kick out the demons. I just like to say that. Ooh, that felt good. Yeah, bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchable. And kick out the demons. There's one thing, I, well, I don't love it as much, but I tell you, I love worshiping God, and I love giving the devil an uppercut the best I possibly can. Letting him know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So, that's where you come in. All of the sick and the, and the lost and everybody else, equipping them with the gospel of Jesus Christ, being empowered by the Spirit of God, ministering to the lost and ministering to the confused and ministering to those who are untouchable and you standing against the enemy and the scorpions and the snakes and everything else that is out there. So, what am I saying? I'm saying that God has provided for you the number one most remarkable power source that not only this planet, but all of the universe has ever known. The baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's not just that you speak in another language. That's not, that just ministers to God and it's edifying to you. But when you pray in the Spirit, you are tearing down strongholds. Like that guy held that mic, and that guy was trying to take it away from him. And he was trying to do everything he could to stop and disrupt that message. That guy held on to it and just began to share Jesus. He was just, I'm, when that, you could tell the guy was holding that mic, and he was putting his hand on the guy's shoulder. He was tearing down strongholds. Probably praying in the Spirit. All of the people around him were probably praying in the Spirit. And as a result of that, this guy, this, this guy who was just so angry and just wanted to hurt somebody, gave his heart to Jesus, and so can it happen with you. You guys are going to be leaving here. Uh, you're going to get a little break, I think. Some of you are going to be going home. And, and here's, here's my challenge to you. Those of you who have been filled with the Holy Spirit, there's been many of you. It's not that long. It's just a few days, I believe, isn't it? So 
when you go home or wherever you're going, I want you to share Jesus with somebody. Hear me? I want you to share Jesus with somebody. Just, you know, I don't care if it's in a restaurant, you got a little track, or you just tell somebody, hey, listen, I just want to let you know today that God loves you very much. The woman at, at, you know, maybe at Walmart that looks like she's been baptized in lemon juice, she's taking all of your stuff, you know. She's all right, let's go. I, you know, well, how about this? All right, you ever get somebody in the line and, and, and the person that's taking all that stuff, it's just, they just look like, you know, I, I, they really have this. Well, why don't you get some, we could say, well, could you get some people in here that kind of smile to you? These are just people that, you know, every time I come here, you got people that are they're down in the face and everything. Well, you could just go, I don't know what kind of day they had. I don't know what kind of life they're going through. I don't know what's going on with their kids. I don't know if they got a health issue. I don't know if, they're, if, if you're convicting them of something. I don't know if this has been a really bad day or month for them. And just be able to say to them, look, I may not see you again, but I just want to let you know that Jesus loves you so much and that I'm praying for you. See what the Holy Spirit does. Amen. Stand to your feet if you would. Stand. Mm. Glory to God. God wants to save some people out there. He wants to set them free, and he wants to use you. That's the reason you're here. Your life changers because you serve him who is able to do great and mighty things. You might say, well, I don't know. It's not my temperament, not my personality. Just try it. God will give you power too. Well, I don't normally do it, but I'm just going to share something. You don't have to share the whole gospel unless they all of a sudden open up to you, and some people do. So put your, put your hand on the person next to you, if you would, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're asking right now, as these students are praying one for the other, God, that you would, you would speak to them, and you would anoint them, and you would empower them with the Holy Spirit of God that they would not be inhibited, they would not be embarrassed, they would not uh, be intimidated by the scorpions and the snakes and the enemy and everything else that's come against them to try to prohibit this powerful message. But Father, instead that you would anoint them with your power. Anoint them, God, with this thing that they have waited for for so long in the, in the New Testament. And God, this promise that you made in Joel that would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Many of them are. God, just well it up within them. God, let them feel your power, sense your might, God, going through their hearts and their, and their voices. And, and, and give them the courage they need to share the things of God, that they might come back and go, woo, not only was the demon subjected to us, but the person and the power of Jesus Christ ran through me, and some people really got the message. So, Lord, anoint them. Thank you for them. We exalt you. We thank you in advance. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you.